Hello everyone, my name is Richard and welcome to Game Doubt and well, I was gone a minute again. I was obviously didn't record an episode last week and the news crapped everywhere. So there's going to be no announcement, I'm just going to do the news and if I get time to review a game at the end, there'll be a game review as well. So let's uh, just roll the damn intro. <laughs> So, as I said in the intro, it was as mad a couple of weeks as possible. I apologise, there wasn't a show last week, but there will be a show going forward. Patreons, it goes out Sunday. Everyone else, Mondays, that is still the case. But in today's show, we're going to be talking 3D All-Stars. We're going to talk about the PS5 event, the Xbox stuff. We're going to be talking about um, some rotten flesh in Dark Souls. There's all sorts. So I think we'll highlight it with the three events that have been going on. We've had the Xbox showcase, we've had the PlayStation event, and we had a, a direct from Nintendo. And I'm going to go over the biggest announcements from the PS5 event, uh, which took place uh, recently. I literally cannot remember. I think it was Thursday that PlayStation came out and did their all dancing, all singing, all encompassing event of stuff and here are some of the rundowns thanks to GameSpot they've got this written up for us I really appreciate it uh, Gabe Gerwin I'm going to use your article beautiful so it, the article starts with Sony recently hosted a PS5 event showcase which offered a good look at what consumers expect for the upcoming next generation console now to remember there has been like a pre-order fiasco as well and I don't even know if I'm going to get a chance to touch upon that but there is all sorts going on and We've got a rundown of what it was announced. It opened with Final Fantasy 16, which was really, really cool. Um, we saw no gameplay, um, which is a little bit disappointing, uh, but I don't know how far this is in development. Uh, Square uses the PS5 Sony uh, showcase to debut a trailer for Final Fantasy 16, the last long-running uh, long RPG franchise and its PlayStation console exclusive. But it's not an exclusive. It, it, in the, at the end of the video, it literally said, like, uh, it, in an asterisk, coming to play PC as well. It didn't say about any other consoles, i.e. Xbox. I don't think it'll be on the Switch. But it's not a PlayStation exclusive. Whether it's a timed exclusive is another thing. But Final Fantasy XV did come over to PC and um, Xbox, but this did state on the graphic that it was coming to PC. And there's another game I'll get to, which is also coming to PC. Early footage of the game has us channeling, challenge, channeling wow, early entity entries of the franchise with more traditional fantasy setting uh, and a political intrigue. No release date was set. I will say this. It was action-based again. It does look like they're going down this kind of Devil May Cry route over the turn-based stuff. They, so uh, Square Enix seems to be really happy with the direction they've taken the Final Fantasy series. So we'll have to see how this one plays out. Remember, 15 was, was a good game, but it had its problems. Um, I still enjoy 15 to this day. Next up, we have the Spider-Man Mar Morales. Um, Spider-Man? Yeah. More of Spider-Man and Spider-Man on the PlayStation was one of the best Spider-Mans you can get. And it looks good. It looks good. It's done by Insomniac. There's not really much to say. Um, but the article does state that um, the game early gameplay showed more of Mar Morales' deal, 
with some threats occurring in his own neighborhood of Harlem. Spider-Man Marvel Morales will cost $50, but you can get the deluxe edition. It includes a remastered version of Spider-Man, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, sorry, for $70. It can be confirmed that this is a PS5 launch game and released alongside the console on November 12th. There will also be a PS4 version. Um, those who buy this version will get an upgrade to the PS5 version for free when they play it on the new system. So there are some games which, uh, hopefully this article, I haven't read through this article completely, will outline that they uh, are doing like a PS4 version and then you can upgrade it for PS5. So that's kind of nice, which I think goes back on what Sony said they were and weren't going to do. Because they did say that there was going to be no room for like backwards compatibility or any of that kind of stuff. We saw Hogwarts Legacy, which was a, the rumoured uh, Harry Potter RPG. This one comes surrounded with all sorts of, you know, stuff going on with J.K. Rowling. I'm not going to get that into this on this show. That's If you want to have that discussion, you can. But Hogwarts Legacy was announced. The next game is Demon's Souls Remake. After the exciting reveal of Demon's Souls Remake a couple of months back, we finally got to see the gameplay footage of From Software's action RPG. Demon's Souls originally released on the PS3, um, and the reason we didn't see it remastered for a long time is that you had some of the... It, it, was, it was developed by Namco, Bank, uh, Namco? Yeah, Bandai Namco, published by atlas in some regions sony in another and it was a whole all over mess for 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 this one game just completely insane um kind of rights and it looks like they've got it finally sorted um what was shown was an int the introductional area uh from the classic but they see case keep saying was it from software that demon souls did oh, i thought it was bad anyway Rendered a completely new detail. This included looks uh, a look at the giant boss. I can't remember what the boss is called. As well as a near instant transition between bonfires due to the PS5's SSD. Naturally, it also includes footage of a player, killer, player character getting killed by a boss. And um, it is confirmed to be a PS5 game. And it also will be coming to PC. Whether it will come to PC on the same at the same time, we don't know. We don't know too much. Um, but again, it did set the bottom very much like Final Fantasy 16 that this is coming to um, uh, the PC as well. I keep forgetting my words today. The other thing that was was announced was um, right at the end, Sony just dropped a um, like a, a, a teaser for God of War, and so they've announced the next God of War game. So that's in the pipeline. We've gotten literally no details um, about anything else. We're going to get to price shortly. Um, it seems Sony's approach to backwards compatibility uh, in the PS5 will come from the form of a PS, uh, the PS5, PS Plus collection. Sorry, there's a long pause there. I hit, I hit this article and it uh, opened up and someone was talking. So those who buy a PS5 will receive the new benefits with their PlayStation Plus subscription. Sony revealed the Plus collection during the PS5 event. A library of the best PS4 games is freely available to, uh, to Plus subscribers. The Plus collection includes third-party games, first-party games, sorry, like God of War, Bloodborne, and Days Gone, and will also include third-party titles like Persona 5, Monster Hunter World, and Resident Evil 7. The Plus collection is exclusively available on PS5, Sony announced that it's an added benefit to PlayStation Plus service that doesn't cost anything extra. That's really good. 
it's nice to see that they're doing this kind of thing. And currently the confirmed games for the Plus Collection, you've got God of War, Bloodborne, Persona 5, Resident Evil 7, The Last of Us Remastered, Monster Hunter uh, World, The Last Guardian, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Mortal Kombat X, Days Gone, Final Fantasy 15, Fallout 4, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, Ratchet and Clank, Until Dawn, and Infamous Second Son. It's a really strange list of games. So let's go game by game. God of War makes a lot of sense. It was one of the best-selling um, sort of action games for the PS4. Incredible, incredible game. Bloodborne is one of the best Souls-style games, or Soulsborne, where it gets its name from. It's just an incredibly fast-paced action RPG that holds no weight or anything, you know, the word or words you're looking for. It'll kick your ass, but it's a great game. It really is. Persona 5 is just... I don't know if they've confirmed this to be the standard Persona 5 or whether that's Persona 5 Royal. I know this RPG is loved. Loved by many it is, um, but I don't know if it's the Royal Edition. It just says Persona 5. So it's going to be an interesting game to come. It is a very good game. Um, I, this was released also on the PS3, which is incredible. Resident Evil 7, I don't get this one. I really don't. I don't understand it. The Last of Us Remastered, I mean... Uh, for me, Resident Evil 7, not so much Resident Evil 7, but Last of Us Remastered, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, the Uncharted game for... It's like poking a, de it's, it's like poking a dead horse. It's like you can only poke it so much and it's still not going to do anything. It just doesn't make any sense why we why you would have remastered editions of The Last of Us and you know Fallout Four especially. I'm 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 not surprised that Skyrim's not on this list. It that's and Battlefield One, which I don't is Battlefield One the latest. I think Battlefield One is the latest. Yes, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Infamous Second Son is an old game. Not there's anything wrong with that game. It's a great game, you know, to say the least. But it's an old game uh, in the grand scheme of things. So for me, it's just trying to work out why Sony... I'd, I'd love to know why Sony picked those games. That's what I'm trying to say. I apologise, it took me a long time to get there. But that just doesn't make any sense. So there was other bits and pieces that, um, that was announced. But that's kind of the big gist of everything really um so there we go that's the playstation 5 event are you looking forward to it? i didn't do the price did i the price the damn price so the price of what i'm classing as the white wi-fi router is in the uk i'm going to do this in the uk the um digital edition is uh 359 pounds while the um di disc drive edition is 449 pounds and, you know, it, so it converts to about $500 or $400, depending on where you are. There's other prices available. And I think there is pretty much at the minute no way to get a hold of one. It is absolutely, like, sold out everywhere. It's it's going to be one of those things that would I buy one of these at launch? Probably not. Um, 449 is a great deal for uh, the disc. Well, 359, uh, sorry, is a great deal for this machine. It's sold, It's actually a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. 
I was saying about 400 to 500 pounds for for both consoles. So 400 for the digital, 500 for the um, uh, the big one. Uh, 449 is the same price as the Xbox Series X. And I think where Xbox is going to outweigh people with the Sony thing or trying to attract Sony players is with the Series S and their subscriptions. You know, I've I've talked at length about how good Game Pass is and how much Game Pass is worth it. And we'll get onto Xbox shortly and the what you, how much you can spend on an Xbox to get an Xbox plus other bits and pieces. It kind of overshadows buying a PlayStation. If you're going to buy a PlayStation for the exclusives, you're going to buy a PlayStation regardless of anything. That's as simple as that. Xbox so far hasn't, or Microsoft hasn't shown us yet whether they've got ex- enough exclusives under their belt that carry any weight that can sell a system. When you look at the rivals, i.e. Nintendo and Sony, Sony has God of War. It has Horizon Zero Dawn, Final Fantasy, Demon Souls. I know Demon Souls is a remaster. And there's some of the stuff, Ratchet and Clank. These are big names for them, it, you know, for this one system that can swing heavy in a boxing fight and take it to Microsoft. But, but then, at the end, on sorry, on the flip side, you have, Sony hasn't got to take it to Microsoft. Sony was dom, dom, dominant during the, this last period of ge- generation between the PS5 and the Xbox One. The exclusives were there. And that's kind of the big thing. Xbox has um, Crackdown, which flopped. It has Forza, and Forza's really good. It's a great driving game. But you've got Gran Turismo on the on the flip side. You then have um, Halo, and there's some of the big games. And it, when you look at those exclusivity lists, it's a lot less. So right now, we are at a point where it's going to be which one can get the launch done well, but also which one can have good exclusives going forward. And we know what Nintendo's got, and we know the Nintendo back catalogue could pretty much sell anything. Um, I don't even know currently if, as of today's recording, I can buy one. I have no idea. Genuinely do not know. Haven't looked. Haven't even thought about buying one. Uh, I can't. You can't. Well, you can pre-order on Argos, which is a site in the UK from September the 18th but when you go to pre-order it you get a big screen up to say sorry PlayStation 5 is currently unavailable this thing is sold out everywhere yet the PlayStation 5 completely and utterly sold out so does the Xbox have the same you can't pre-order the Xbox through Argos oh hang on you are literally getting me to do this live this is hilarious um don't know when the pre-orders are but you I can't pre-order a um, a PlayStation. That that's done and dusted. Can't do it. And I can't even pre-order an Xbox. So right now, you can't pre in the UK. You cannot pre-order either console. So there we go. That is the PlayStation's launch. That that is pretty much in a nutshell. It was a good showcase. Um, they showed off some really cool-looking games, but lots of trailers again. I wish companies would stop giving us trailers and giving us gameplay to show us what these systems could look do i mean i have a 1080p monitor so it won't actually matter i won't benefit you know 
But that's not the point. I still, as a gamer, want to see what these games play like, not what they look like. I expect now, at this point, you know, these AAA companies to, to be able to make good-looking games. But what we don't know is true is if they can make games that actually play as games. Take Marvel's Avengers, for instance. It's a good-looking game, but my God, it's getting absolutely annihilated because it's trash in the sense the game is trash, not how it looks. And this is what I want going forward, not a utopia of good-looking games. I want to see how that game plays. That's what we need. But there you go. Let me know if your thoughts. I'd love to know if you're getting a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox uh, Series X. Um, we're going to roll into straight into that segue for Xbox. And the one that I've actually been taking a look at. See, I've always been blue brand through and through. Uh, for people who are new to the show, I always call green brand Microsoft, blue brand, blue brand, a blue brand Sony, and then the red brand Nintendo. But the one that I've been interested in is the Series S. Now, it's what I would class the Xbox Series S as. It's pretty much, you know, the chilled console. It's one for casuals like me. For con- I'm a casual uh, console gamer. I have a Switch and a PC. That's pretty much it. I don't have much more than that, but what looks like a massive speaker, it honestly, these are some of the ugliest looking systems to date. The PS4 was a nice looking system. The Xbox One S was a nice looking system. It well, it was just a slab. Um, but these are horrible looking things. But the Series S, and this is where I think people are going to swing. Because we're at a point, as we all know, there's the ongoing global bastard, as I I like to call it. Uh, And people in the UK and around the world, people are, you know, watching the pockets. Well, you'd like to think so, but then PS5 is sold out. And it doesn't look like... Oh, pre-orders start in two days. Pre-orders start in two days. That's why I can't pre-order this yet from Argos. Anyway. So, the Series S. It's an Xbox. It's basically an upgraded... Xbox One S, uh, to a point. But this is where I think people can re- will really kind of take grabs of the Xbox. For $20.99 a month, and that's for um, $20.99 for two- 24 months with no upfront cost, 0% APR. So this is this is you paying each month for the console. It's a really good way of doing it. Um, the controller's got USB-C, I've just noticed. Anyway, you get Xbox Series uh, S console. This is the way they want you to go and do it. And they give you 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Game Pass Ultimate is like 15 quid in the in the UK. I'm currently on Game Pass for PC, which is £3.99. And it goes up to £7.99 after the 17th of September. So my next bill will be £7.99 or £8.99. I think it's £7.99. So for an extra like twelve a pound a month, I can get all the Game Pass stuff, which I think Ultimate also includes PC Game Pass, and I can get a Series S. That's an absolute steal. I don't see Sony doing it, and I mean, admittedly, Sony probably don't need to do things like that. They don't need people to be paying monthly, and but you could you could have multiple ways of selling your console. You know, I think this is where Microsoft have won, where Sony's probably could have missed out. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. The showcase, Sony beat Microsoft hands down. It was just a better delivered showcase. You know, I don't sit here and go, oh, 
oh, Sony's a better console. They've won the gaming war. No, no, no. The people who win are us as gamers because we get all this hardware to you know play these games on. It's as simple as that. You know, there is no losers in new generational consoles coming out because we get new stuff to 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 play these games. Rumor has it gaming games are going up to seventy dollars, which is like sixty to seventy pound over here. They're already fifty pound over here. But rumor is sixty pound is going to be the new norm for games, which is absolutely insane. Don't get me wrong; games are expensive to make. There's a lot of production in some of these big AAA titles, but they can't increase the price to sixty quid and still expect to put a game pass, a battle pass in there, or whatever you want to call it, plus in-app purchases and coins and all that crap that goes with it. If they're going up, then they need to, you know, that stuff needs to start coming out. It'll never happen, but there we go. But I digress. So the Xbox Series S, uh, it is the the baby brother of, to the Series X. It's not as powerful. But there's an article here from uh, Eurogamer. This is how Xbox Series S backwards compatibility really works. The 1440p for OG Xbox and enhanced 360 and two times performance on the One S titles. So I believe, if I'm if I'm mistaken, please let me know. The S and the X have pretty much the same GPU power. And it's just, it's just been dialed back in some different places. Like there's less RAM in the Series S. While Microsoft has been very forthcoming about how backwards compatibility is going to work in the Series X, it's not been quite clear on how the smaller, cheaper Series S console works in running games from prior Xbox generations. And I like this about Xbox. They support that backwards compatibility. They understand that there are games in their catalog that people may still want to play today. And, they, and, and it's all there. It's completely there for you to play. I don't, well, I don't know if all of them are there, but I remember you know, having that Xbox and you could go into a game shop and pick up an Xbox game or an Xbox 360 game and it would work, on, or most of them would work on your, on your One S. Kicking off with games um, on the vintage Xbox, the OG machine, we've confirmed that Series S will run these games at a enhanced resolution. There's a three times boost resolution on both axes, meaning that the titles targeting 480p on the original machine will hit a maximum of 1440p on the S. Presuming with a range of performance benefits, um, and the good news with, uh, with the enhanced 360 titles that were released on the Xbox One X, these games will, uh, will be enhanced for the S as well. This time running with a 2 times 2 resolution multiplier, bringing the titles that ran native 720p to 1440p. While this doesn't match, match the max 4K we saw on the Xbox One S, there is potential for improved performance elsewhere thanks to the uh, faster Zen 2 uh, CP, CPU architecture. In scenarios where the Xbox One X was limited by the Jaeger CPU cores, shines the S with much more headroom. It's already been confirmed that the, the ways in which Series S and Series X handle Xbox One titles and only the Series X will benefit from Xbox One enhancements to existing games. So the Xbox, basically to round that up is Xbox One X games, so your Assassin's Creed Odyssey won't get those enhancements on the S. You'll have to have the Xbox Series X to get those enhancements. You can play them. I think it's a really poor Halo. We'll use use Halo as an example. You know, you won't get those buffed example, you know, those those really shiny graphics. You have to have an X, but you can still play them on your S. They'll just look the same as they did on your the original one. So Xbox Series S brings its additional horsepower to bear to uh, bear in improving the experience of Xbox One S titles. Instead, 
There's a more limiting in respects. The game hard, hard code to run 900p and will not run higher on a Series S, for example. But the new console benefits from increased resolution in games that use dynamic resolution scaling as well as improvements to texture filtering quality. Obviously, running games from a solid state storage reduces loading time significantly. And also the auto HDR feature we've seen running on Series X will also feature on Series S. All games should be presented nicely on HDR screens, whether that's natively to support high dynamic range or not. It's a feature I personally can't wait to test. And finally, uh, so... For me, as kind of, you know, a as I've said, to, to round this whole entire segment up about the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, I will always say the PlayStation 5 is, you know, for exclusivity, it's an incredible console and it's, 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 it's a banger. But for me, as someone who doesn't have a lot of time on my hands because of everything else that goes on in my life, this Series S is the one where I'm going to put my money eventually. I'm not going to do it at launch. This is well worth the money. By far and by far and large, whether you want exclusivity or not, the amount of games you can physically play on this game, this console, plus Xbox Game Pass, plus the fact that Xbox Game Pass is now going to be tied in with EA Play, which is, you know, what Origin is changing to, you can't knock this. This is an absolute steal. And for $20.99 a month, for two years, including two years of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, to me, that is an incredible, incredible steal. I will wait for reviews. I will wait for Digital Foundry to do what they do, their benchmarks and their graphics tests, before I put my money down. But that is where I am. To me, Microsoft hasn't won anything, but what they've done is they've hit a market that I think is there. The casual people who want a next-generation console but do not want to be paying the £449 asking price or even 359 because of current times or they just don't have the time themselves to enjoy or they don't have the gear. I play on a 1080p monitor. Yes, we do have a 4K telly and all that kind of stuff. I think it's 4K. It's a, I think it's even HDR. It might be. I don't know, I'll have to check. But that's my point is, for me, the X, the Series S nails the sweet spot perfectly. And as I said a few minutes ago, let me know what you think. Are you going to be getting an, uh, a, uh, the Xbox or are you going over to Sony or are you coming the other way? I'd love to hear your thoughts. So I'm going to go over some of this next stories quickly, I suppose. I did touch upon it, that the EA eliminating Origin brand with a new EA desktop app. It's called EA Play. Electronic Arts is ditching the Origin name for something new. EA plans to replace it with revamped desktop called EA Desktop. Okay, and <laughs> doubling down on the EA Play branding, according to a report from Gamesbeat. EA describes the new app as a next-generation PC gaming platform. Excellent. Using the EA desktop, players can subscribe to EA games, subscription services. Ooh, lovely. EA Play and EA Play Pro. I mean, EA Play is basically vault, the Origin Vault stuff. Um, the publisher's recent rebrand of EA Access service. Players can then download these games to your PC and play them as long as they hold a subscription. With the rebrand and relaunch, EA might eliminate the Origin name from its suite of products. EA Senior Vice President uh, Michael Blank told Gamesbeat the new EA desktop will be faster than Origin and let players engage with games more conveniently. Just let me install everything through GOG. Like seriously, I'm fed up with the amount of launches and the amount of crap that I've got installed on my PC just to play a damn game. Just let me do it through GOG. That's, that's it. 
So that's EA Play. It's switching. Origin is crap anyway, so goodbye. Can't be bothered to worry about it. Um, that's, that, yeah. So we also had a Nintendo Direct. Yes, Nintendo did a Super Mario Direct a few weeks ago, which gave us the 3D All-Stars stuff, which we're going to get to shortly. But September 17th, it was a mad week. E3 officially happened in September. Everything announced in, uh, this is thanks to IGN for getting this for me. Uh, they didn't send it to me personally, but thank you. And it was just a direct mini. Uh, it was a partner showcase, and there was a lot of Monster Hunter. There was even a Monster Hunter direct after this, which was a 15-minute um, direct. Um, and we got the Monster Hunter Rise announced, which looks cool. A new Monster Hunter Stories, which two, uh, which I believe the first one's on 3DS. Don't think you can get it on Xbox. I think you can get it on. Uh, I was gonna say Xbox. Don't think you can get it on Switch, but you can get it on iPad. Really weirdly. So uh, Monster Hunter Rise is the new Monster Hunter, and it will be released on Switch on March 26, 2021. Which it looked good. It features a grappling hook system, wire bugs that let you swing around like Spider-Man, such as monsters. Um, and as such monsters as I can't pronounce these, and I'm not going to even do it. Furthermore, it'll feature a large seamless map you can explore with a new dog-like companion. And you've got a, uh, and you can mount it as well. Uh, so it's really cool. Monster Hunter Stories as well. Wings of Ruin will arrive on Switch summer 2021. As a de descendant of the legendary monster rider known as Red, your story starts with the investigation of the mass disappearance of the Raphaelos from their natural habitants. I hope they like redo Monster Hunter Stories 1 so we... I don't know if it's a continuation, but that's cool. Ori um, and the Will of the Wisp is on Switch, and it released the same day as the Direct. So Ori and the Blind is an amazing platformer. You can play this if you've got Xbox Game Pass, but it's on Switch. It's good. Uh, fitness boxing, if that's your thing. The game that I'm really hyped for from this Direct is Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny, and it's an exclusive to Switch. Um, and I think... I don't know when it launches, but currently, if you are listening to this, um, like on the Monday when it goes out, I believe you can get um, Disgaea 5 for a week, as long as you've got Nintendo Switch online. So, and Disgaea 5 is great. I play a lot of Disgaea 5. Um, I can't wait to actually sit down and talk about Disgaea 5. I've owned it since it released on the Switch. I haven't actually got around to play it, playing it properly. We also got Bring of Wonders Adventures to the Switch next year. Uh, sorry, Balan, uh, Wonder World Adventures. Um was quite unique. Um, Room Factory, never played it. That was also announced. The Long Dark is making its way to Switch today. So does Hades. It looks really good. Empire Sin is a new strategy game, and that's in December. That's probably going to be my next purchase, I think. Empire Sin, I've been seeing that everywhere. It's, it sounds like my type of thing. And Sniper uh, Elite 4 is also being ported over. And we also got some Nintendo... Um, We've got some new games for the SNES. Uh, so you've got Donkey Kong 2, Donkey Diddy Kong's Quest, Mario Super, Mario Super Pick Cross, Pick Cross, the P uh, Peacekeepers, and the NES Nintendo's uh, online system got uh, Scat Special Cybernetic Attack Team. I think Japan got a Fire Emblems, which is really rude. But anyway, that's kind of the Nintendo news roundup in in a, a nutshell. It was a good direct, really nice, lots of good stuff. Can't wait for it all to be released. But I am going to segue into Super Mario 3D All-Stars. My copy turned up uh, Friday evening. I have been playing it. I've been playing Galaxy more out of all three. For those who don't know, it was announced by Nintendo that they were going to be doing 
a 3D All-Stars package. And this included uh, Mario 64, uh, Sunshine, and Galaxy. And to me, I wish they hadn't done 64 and just done 64 on like a virtual console or just put it on the Nintendo eShop for like six or seven quid, but done Sunshine, Galaxy, and Galaxy 2. It was a real shame that we didn't get Galaxy 2. Out of all three, Galaxy looks the nicest. It plays the best. I have to ask Nintendo, I would love to ask Nintendo, why did you, playing in handheld mode in Galaxy, do we have to take our hands off the damn controllers to do the cursor thing? That's so stupid. Like, the controls and everything work really well. It does look really weird when you've got your Joy-Cons together and you're flapping your arms around to do the, the motion stuff. It... Some of this baffles my mind, and some of it, it it makes a lot of sense. They are run on emulators, um, and I believe it was Nintendo Europe did the emulation. And while that's not a bad thing, like Mario 64 and Sunshine, no, sorry, Mario 64 has a 4 by 3 aspect ratio, and it runs at 720p. Come on, Nintendo, it can run at 1080p fine, and... You know, it runs at 30 frames per second. Um, Sunshine runs at 1080p at 30 frames per second, and it even drops frames in places. And in Galaxy, it's lovely. It runs at 60 frames per second. You can see the difference when you play Galaxy and go back to Sunshine or, or Sunshine to Galaxy. And I know they're different generations. You know, one was from the GameCube and one was from the Wii. It's not the point that the Switch hardware can handle all these games at 1080p, 60fps, because Galaxy plays fine. Mario Odyssey runs at 60fps. It's quite frustrating to see older games. Mario 64 is on the Switch is one of the best ports of that game. It's just a frustrating thing to kind of look at, to play. It's great. I'm so glad we've got these three these three 3D Mario games on here. I love I love it. But I think Nintendo just were lazy. They could have done a lot more with this. They did tart the UI up. Everything looks a lot better. You know, and all those kind of things. There's nothing wrong with those, but at the same time it's a bit frustrating when you know they could have done a bit more. But it's out. It's there. Um but remember, big remember you can only get this for a limited time to March 2021. Digitally and physically, you can only get it till, you know, March 2021, and that's it, it's gone. No idea why Nintendo were doing this. I wish they would say why they did it. But as of currently, you can buy Mario 3D All-Stars for £50 of Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. It's well worth it. Go out and buy it, especially if you love your 3D Mario. I don't have much more to say about it. It's good. Go buy. Go buy. Go buy. So next, I want to talk about my review. I got a review copy of Super Punch Patrol, and this comes to us from um, Holberg Productions, a indie game studio located in Sweden, and it's founded in 2011 by Bertil Holberg. And um, it's it's in a sketchy style. Uh, Gunman Clive is the other style that it's, you know, Gunman Clive was the, from, from the same studio, so it's in that style. And it's really, 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 really fun. And it's like £5. It's not a very big download at all. And essentially, it's Streets of Rage. And that's the best way I can describe it. You pick between three characters, you've got costumes to unlock, and you go through your levels, and, you know, it's... 
pretty, pretty good. The thing is, it is rough. And I don't mean rough as in bad looking. It's rough that it's going to kick your ass. It's a hard game. Um, and I would say it's probably harder than Streets of Rage. But it's, as I said, less money than these. It's got a really cool soundtrack. Um, and as I said at the beginning of this, you pick between three characters. You've kind of got like a middle of the road sort of character. You've got your fast sort of kicker, puncher character. And then you've got your big heavier brutes. Uh, one is a female, and I think the female character for me is one of my favorite characters to use. You've got like a running attack, you've got a jumping attack. It almost, one of them does look like doing an elbow drop. I was going to do a video for the channel, uh, I didn't get quite round to it. Um, I love the sketchy graphics, as in the sketchy art style, really cool. I think it, it's some of the, some of these games, we need to see more of these. The enemy names are a little bit weak in places. They did make me laugh, though. And, yeah, it's... There's not much to say. It's Streets of Rage, a bit harder, but cheaper. And it's one of those brawler games that just runs at 60 FPS without a problem. You know, there's no kind of anything getting in the way. And it is. It feels like a great... great. It's, it's it, Let me start again. Super Punch Patrol feels like a greatest hits package. Uh, but there's the thing about greatest hits, they're great. And so is Super uh, Punch Patrol. And as I said, for this price, it's nothing short of uh, spectacularly generous. And there are only five stages, but they're as tough as old boots and I'll take time to master. It's a challenge. You know, it's a great little brawler with costume and characters to unlock. There's no reason to keep playing. Like I said, it is a no-brainer. I don't know how much more I can say on it because there's not really much more to review. Um than this but it is a good game if you've got a spare few quid go out and grab it support the developers i really enjoyed it and that's super punch patrol so in the future i want to fill this next gap with uh, your twitter questions if you've got any twitter questions or if i put some twitter polls out we'll discuss them here but and we're also going to do what i'm calling and finally thanks to what cultural wrestling for this um and this is my wacky news story if you like i've seen this or it's a it's a piece of gaming like legacy or something that's made me laugh this has come from pc gamer and the title of it is go rotting flesh go capture the bat and battle monsters of dark souls 3 with this pokemon overhaul yes pocket souls preview it's only appropriate for dark souls 3 a game that asks you the very best of you like there was no other to eventually receive a pokemon mod and where you catch monsters and becomes a real test. Predicted, of course, desire to train them. Pocket Souls mod is an impressive Dark Souls 3 Pokemon overhaul that adds new weapons, armor, items, boss battles, and of course the ability to capture monsters, befriend them, and deploy them against others. Most importantly, you get a little Pokemon trainer backpack. Yes, yeah. I haven't had time to poke around the mod too much, but it's pretty well thought out. Both cute uh, to the Pokemon Game Boy games and a legitimate way to play through Dark Souls 3. <laughs> For every starting class is now accompanied with a starting monster to get things rolling, but then you move through the game as usual to catch uh, the catches. You can't use weapons. You have to rely entirely on the monsters to get you through Dark Souls 3. And just like Pokemon, you need to fill your party out by beating down monsters into an inch of their life, capturing them with a Pokeball or an Abyss Flask. As much A much more honest name, if you ask me, 
There are great, there are great and ultra variants of tougher monsters, of course. Tossing a flask gives a cute readout based on whether you're successful. Yeah, it's happening. I didn't ever think I'd want a Dark Souls mod that gives us the Pokemon thing, but that's hilarious in every way, shape, or form. And the video that they've got on, on PC Gamer literally shows the, the wolf, the skeleton wolf, doing, or dog, doing all the attacking. Maybe I'll give this one a go. That's hilarious. But that's my end, finally. And that is it for today's show. Thank you for everyone who's listening. You can catch the show early over at patreon.com slash gamed out, or you can head over to anchor.fm slash gamed out and get the show there. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I would really appreciate the support. A subscription would be great. We will be concentrating in the future on Gamed Out as a Nintendo-based podcast. Today, it was just more about everything. There was so much news, but I will want to put it out. I will want to put it out that this will be a Nintendo-based podcast. I'm going to try and slow down a little bit because I've spoken really fast in this episode because there's a lot to get through and I don't know what to do. Um, but that's really about it. It'll be a Nintendo-based podcast with a sprinkle of other bits of news. And finally, we'll still say, you know, be around everywhere of gaming. But get your, I'll put a Twitter poll up so we can do a Twitter poll next week. Thank you everyone for listening, and I'll see you all soon. Bye bye.